to the One Life, One Chance podcast. I'm your host, Toby Morris. Today, I have a very, very special guest. One of the first people I met when I moved to New York in uh, 1988. I've actually known this person since 1990, I think, so that's 29 years. Um, please welcome to the podcast my good friend, Freddie Creasian. Yo, what's happening? <laughs> Toby Wan Kenobi. Toby Wan Kenobi. <laughs> um, so, Freddie, I'm pretty sure I met you in 1990, I think. I'm trying to think when, when you came out to New York for the first time, maybe, right? That sounds about right. <clears throat> 90 sounds about right. I think, uh, I can't remember if I was, um, if I had permanently moved into the city yet. Yeah. But I feel like, I feel like I was on the road with AF. And it was maybe just prior to me moving into the squat with my brother. Yeah, 10th Street. Um, yeah, 10th Street, yep. And I want to say, like, some for some reason, sick of it all, and they have crossed paths, right? Yeah, for sure. And um, and we and we met, and we and we hit it off, and uh, it was like love, of, love at first sight. You fell in love with me, <laughs> and then. Um, <laughs> and how and much? Then, how um, much younger were you? Because I'm pretty old, and you're pretty old too. But you're way younger than me. You've always been in your 30s your whole yeah. life to me. Um, but well, how old would I have been? How old would you be? How old would, I'm thirty. Yeah, I'm still thirty. Um, how old would I have been in the nine in ninety? Oh, I, was, um, I was nineteen. Uh, I was nineteen. I was like fourteen, fifteen. You know, that's crazy. Like something like that. Fifteen, maybe. Yeah, yeah. Because, cause, yeah, that's about right. Um, yeah, it makes sense. Like fifteen years old, maybe. So, but were you? Yep. Were you? Were you, you were born? Were you born in Florida? No, I wasn't. I was born in Passaic, New Jersey. Oh, wow. Okay. So clear that up. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> some people know by now, but I know that for the longest, that's what people thought. Yeah. And it made sense because I lived there, I, I lived there as a kid and then, you know, I would, I would, Roger would scoop me up from down there and I spent a lot of time in Florida when I was young, but yeah, no, I was born in Passaic, New Jersey um, and lived there for like five, first five years of my life. Yeah, and then how many brothers? You have like three brothers, is that correct? Yeah, I have I have Roger, the oldest, and my brother Rudy, and then my sister Myra, and they're all like a good amount older than me. Yeah, and I came like way later, and I have a different father than them. Yeah, that's why you know, hence the last the different last name. But yeah, I came like um, I'm like nine years younger than my sister, like ten years younger than Rudy, and like eleven or so years younger than Roger, or something like that. So. So yeah. it's 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 pretty it's pretty known in the the world of hardcore, but maybe for people that might be listening, might not not too sure of that about you, is that you pretty much started going on tour and you were like nine years old. Yeah, I would say that. Yeah, I I mean I had been to a show before that. I, I would say maybe seven eight years old was the wow. first time I actually was at a show. Yeah, like I, I was in the LES with my brother and like hanging out with everybody, and I I saw AF and I saw the Bad Brains and like I. I experienced that whole thing, but uh, tour-wise, it's fair to say probably nine. Yeah, I would say that. And what, what nine, was that? Ten. What was that like for you, being like somebody that young, hanging out in New York and seeing this crazy music that your brother that your brother was into and playing? Was it? Did I mean, you love it? I mean, well, you know, you know, probably better than most is awesome. You know, I, I mean, I guess I was pretty young in comparison, uh, but that nah, was awesome. Uh, I loved 
yeah for me it was like uh, an escape from a lot of things and so yeah. and i was always rebellious i hated school i hate you know all that bullshit so yeah. it's like for me it was like right up my alley because i already i had i was from a dysfunctional household which probably tons of people know by now because my brother wrote a book and did a movie and yeah there's all kinds of there's all kinds of stories <laughs> it's out around. there it's out there yeah and it's 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 you know it's accurate to a degree but at the same time my dad's not all bad and mm-hmm. he's grown into a much better person yeah. than he was but that's a whole other story but anyway yeah i had a dysfunctional household uh there was a lot of craziness going on and um so I just walked into more craziness <laughs> through my brother and AS and like from yeah. one crazy situation to another, but at least it was like music and it was positive and it was like yeah. characters, you know, Vinny's a character, all these characters and yeah. uh, Ray B's and all these different characters. So it was like uh, Will Shepler. Oh, yeah. So it, it was cool. Mm-hmm. It, it was definitely an escape and a fun time. And I loved it. I loved the, the craziness of the music and everything. Yeah, I wanted to were you do parents, all that craziness. Were your parents cool about you going through? Obviously, your parents are cool about you going with Roger. Or did, did they even understand, like, what, what kind of music it was? Or, like, obviously they knew you were safe because they were with Roger, but they were pretty much cool with you rolling with him, I guess, that young, obviously. They knew it was crazy. Yeah. They, they knew that. I mean, my, you see the way Roger looked even when he was, like, 16 17 yeah. years old he was already becoming like heavily tattooed and mm-hmm. like uh had me at one point had a mohawk and like a shirt head and like ripped pants you know he looked crazy yeah um by the in those times For and sure. so they knew what he was doing was like wild stuff the music was wild but somehow they came to an understanding like i think everyone kind of knew that even though it was crazy my brother had good intentions. He just wanted to like hang out with me because he never, he didn't live with us. Okay. And so it was, it was time for him. It was, it it was a time where he could spend time with his little brother. Yeah. And at the same time, I got to get away from the house and Mm -hmm. like take and give him, you know, give myself a break. Yeah. And I don't know, maybe the house got a break from me. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> it, it was like an understanding. It was like an, a thing that was, was like somehow it, 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 it was okay. So, um, and you... sometimes I'd be like visiting family in Jersey too. So that was the other thing. It's yeah. like, I had a lot of family still in Jersey, like aunts and uncles and from my dad's side actually. And I'd go visit with them. And it was like kind of a normal setting, like cousins and like people my age. And then like my uncles and aunts. And then, Roger would scoop me up and I'd go into the city. And that yeah. was kind of like also a way where I could kind of get away with it, you know? Yeah. Were you were you still staying in school during those times? Were you going on the road? You just... I was in school technically, yeah. I was, I, 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 most of the times when I traveled in AF Young, it would be us on breaks. Yeah. That's what you asked me, right? I was yeah. Because I was at school. Yeah. 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 Yeah, yeah. It was like breaks. It was like it would be in the summer or spring. Wherever, whenever school would have breaks. Yeah. Um, that's typically when I would be able to do that. Did you do, did you like, especially in summer? I, I know you say you didn't like school, but did you do sports in school? Did you get good grades? Or you... I just didn't like anything about it. And I know I want to be careful to how I say that because like, I don't want to discourage 
young people to, to not like school because yeah. I think that if I would have, if it would have, if something would have presented itself where I think I was just in a lame situation, to be honest, yeah. like the teachers were lame, no one excited me. And then I never grasped onto something. I never grabbed onto anything that excited me. And mm-hmm. then by the time I did, it was kind of too late. Cause yeah. at one point I did get into soccer and then I actually played soccer in high school for a year in New York. That's oh, wow. Park. Oh, wow. And I loved it. Yeah. And that could have been like a segue thing. That could have been like a transition thing where it would have made me like school more. Mm-hmm. Um, but then I found Then I started going to Europe with Madball. So it's like, <laughs> it's over. <laughs> so it was like a little late, a little late, uh, to, to get into stuff. But yeah, for some reason I was in like lame schools in Florida and yeah. like teachers were super lame and like no one was like, Oh, like, yes, like it was, it was just a real bad, uh, setting and environment. Mm-hmm. And I'm not blaming anyone. It's just what it is. Yeah. Sometimes how certain, how the school system is in certain places. Yeah. And also I just didn't like to be, cooped up in a room and stuff. I had a lot of, I wanted to be Energy. running around. I yeah. You can understand that. Yeah. You can understand that. You know, skip in and want to hang out with the, with the derelicts, you know, that was yeah. more my lane. <laughs> yeah. Possibly. Yeah. Probably because of everything, my life and the yeah. stuff going on at home and a combination of everything, like my personality, home stuff, everything, you know, in a, in a sense, your brother was almost like kind of saved you from that environment in a sense, like took you away on the road and exposed you to all this, this music in this whole different world, which is pretty awesome. It is. It, it, it was. It was really cool. And like other kids went to like camp, and that was my camp. It was <laughs> yeah. New York hardcore camp. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't know shit about camping. Like, um, you know, I, I know I can survive in some situations, but <laughs> I don't. Know, I'm not like an outdoorsman. Like, I don't yeah. know how to like do all this outdoors, like Boy Scout stuff and. But uh, I can navigate through some other shit. <laughs> For sure, I'd love, love to see one survivor. That'd be amazing. Um, so there... yeah, I, I, you never know. I might, I'll make I'll make it happen. I, I'm definitely a survivor. For sure. <laughs> I, don't, yeah, you I don't have certain skills, but you know. Yeah. Um, and then what about when you when you went started going to school into New York? That must have been a big change for you because you were going to school in Florida most of the time. Then you go into this massive city. Then you go to school there. Like, what what grades did you go into New York? I remember you. I remember hanging out with you um, in school. Yeah, no. Well, we when we met, I was in school. Well, well actually, I shouldn't say when we met because I, I was definitely in school when we met. But yeah. when we started hanging out in New York, yeah, I was still in high school. Wow, uh, which is kind of crazy. Yeah, to think about that. Yeah, it's, cra- it's probably it's crazy. hard for people to picture that. Mm-hmm. Um. But yeah, because when we met, I don't know what grade I would have been in eighth, ninth. I don't know what grade I would have been in when we met. Yeah. And then when we reconnected in '91 is when we reconnected. That was when I officially moved into the city yeah. with my brother, Squat, 10th Street. Um. That was when I had. That's when I. That was when I came home. <laughs> that's what I felt like. Yeah. I'm sure you felt the same way, right? Like yeah. when you came to New York for some weird reason, you felt like I'm home. 100. percent right? Yeah. For sure. But, uh, so the, anyway, in that time period, yeah, I, was, I went to, that was part of the deal. Like my mom, I was like, I'm going to, I don't like Florida. I'm out of here. And I was going to rebel anyway. And then Roger worked something out and Roger was like, well, I'll make him go to school and he'll hang out and he'll do our, you know, make him get a job. And 
some deal was worked out. Wow. And I was going to leave no matter what, but it's better that something was worked out because then I, li- I left in better graces, you know, with yeah. my family. Yeah. Um, but so the part of the deal was I'd have to go to high school. Like I couldn't just quit school and go out there and just be a, a bum. I guess yeah. I, that was, so I went to Seward Park, um, high school, which is in the Lower East Side. Yeah. I remember that. It's old. It's, it's been there forever and yeah. they have an annex and I went to the annex building first. And then I found another school called the public repertory school, something like that. It was like, mm-hmm. uh, an art school. You remember that? I think so. Yeah, I do. You remember Maybe when not. I was going to that school? Yeah. It was like an alternative school that also was in the Lower East Side, but it was inside of like a middle school. Okay, I got you. Share the campus, yeah. It's literally around the corner from where Vinny's tattoo shop is. Okay, got New you. New York Hardcore Tattoos. It's yeah. literally around the corner. Wow. You know, back then the shop didn't exist, yeah. but that was where the school was, and it was all like walking distance for me. That's um, awesome. So, so yeah, so I went to that school, and that school was awesome. I mean, it, if you wanted to like anything in the arts, our our art teacher was a graffiti writer that actually used to get up. Wow, that's cool. Yeah. That's awesome. And so, yeah, it was like such, so up my alley. Yeah. And so I forgot, I think maybe even Amy might have found that school for me or something. But Mm -hmm. when I found that place, it was, it was cool because I went, I went with AF to Europe for the first Madball tour ever. And they let me stay in school, but my, the deal was I would have to write a journal. About the tour. Wow. So I would have to, on tour, and that was part of my uh, curriculum or whatever, that yeah, I would have cool. to write a journal, keep a journal about the tour, and then bring it back. And did I, you do uh, it? Whatever. I did. Yeah. I did. I kept the journal. That's I don't know awesome. where it is. I don't know where it is. That's that's a sad part. <laughs> but I did, and, and and I came back, and like I went there for a little while. Then they moved way uptown, and like in the 50s, yeah. On the west side. And then it was like as if they had moved to Connecticut because like I didn't want to be bothered. Going up there, yeah. So so uh which we really it's only a train ride away, but it was still annoying. We never left that area and, too. Uh, it was just Lower East Side, nowhere else. It's crazy. Yeah, you know how it was. Yeah. And so I ended up going back to Seward Park and that's when I played soccer. I went okay. back to Seward Park and I was like, Oh, I'm gonna go back to this lane, like regular school. Mm-hmm. But then they had a soccer program, and I went and tried it out. And the guy was like, "Oh, you, you're pretty good, man. Like, we're already started, but I'll put you on the team." That's cool. And so he put me on. Yeah, he's really cool. He was. He was like, "I, I, I you know, I like your, I like your hustle." And he put me on the team after the team had already been assigned, wow. which was pretty cool. Yeah. And then I played a bunch of games. I finished the season. I, I scored a few goals. Like, I did all right. What was your and, position? Uh, like, what, like, what did you play on the team? Midfield. Okay. Always. Awesome. Um, yeah, I was always, like, right midfield. Uh, as a younger kid, I played right wing a little bit sometimes, forward, like right forward. Yeah, right forward. Um, but midfield was a, a position I played a lot. That's awesome. Um, but, yeah, so that was that was my little... That was my sports thing, you know, and, yeah. and 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 I feel like if I would have gotten into something like that way early on, and like if I would have done all right in it, I, that could have been something that would have maybe kept me like interested in like 
academics or being yeah. in school or yeah. whatever. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But it, it, it's the same plan. It's just that that's not what was in the cards for me anyway. So. And so you, did you graduate from there? You graduated? No. Oh, <laughs> I, wow. I dropped out. <laughs> <laughs> when did you drop out? After all this, after all this, I dropped out. I dropped out, man, right after like soccer ended, I went and then Madball went to Europe with AF. That had already happened. And then I yeah. think we got, and then I think we started to write uh, something else. Maybe uh, we, or maybe we got offered a, a, a deal with Roadrunner. Uh-huh. And, and then, yeah, I don't know. It was all, it's all kind of jumbled in my head right now, but it all kind of happened around that time. Like I went with AF. We had we had done dropping many suckers. I I was still in school. Came back, went to Seward, and then that started to. When soccer ended, it was just like just so uh, regimented and so like back to that whole lame routine, you know. Yeah. And we were just you remember we would just be hanging out in the in the neighborhood and playing basketball. We would go to shows. That, that's what we wanted to be doing. So yeah started to really go more into that, more into that stuff. And then eventually I just was like, I'm, I'm done with school. And then I got a guilt and then I got guilt, felt guilty about it. Uh-huh. So I went and got my GED right away oh, that's and I awesome. actually did okay. Like I, I was able to do it in one shot. Like I'm that's not, awesome. I didn't have to do my GED test like three times, which wow. was, which that's was what I kind of went into it thinking. I was like, man, I think I'm going to have, I don't even, how am I even going to do this? And then I, I, I actually did, did all right. Were you, did, were you, so did you work any jobs between the band and school? San Loco, remember? Oh, yeah, San Loco. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was my first job ever. Yeah. And, um, my, my, my brother knew the owner of San Second Loco. Second Avenue. Uh, Daryl, yeah, and which who's a really nice guy. And San Loco blew up after. Like, they now they, they only had one then. Yeah. And now, now they have, like, they have, like, five. But, um... They had that was the first one and only one at the time, and uh, my brother's like, "You're not going to come here and mooch off of me," kind of kind of thing, which I don't blame him for. Yeah. Um, and I got to actually thank him for that. He's got good work ethic, man. He, he instilled does. that in me. Yeah. He instilled that in me early on because even though I lived rent free, that we all did essentially because we lived in a squat. Yeah. But um, he was like, he he wasn't like loaded or anything so it's like he was just getting by himself so it's mm-hmm. like yeah we're, we're not gonna i'm not gonna be able to like be giving you money like we, you're gonna have to figure out a way to make money some one way or another yeah and so he got me that job at san loco and i did it for a while and it was it was it was fun it was we had some funny times and yeah craziness i had like a real late shift so you'd see all kinds of goofy crazy stuff at night and Sometimes the fellows would come in. Yeah, that's cool. And I'd give them free stuff. You remember that? Yeah, I, I do. Because that was like when we started first hang, started hanging out yeah. with E, yep. who you introduced me to. The Lord You Isaac. introduced me to Isaac. Yeah. Because he was your boy, and then you and I connected, and yep. you thought like we would get along because we were kind of like in the same, in the same, on the same wavelength, you know, <laughs> yeah, like totally. hardcore kids, like hip hop. Totally. Hip hop hardcore kids who were like yeah. hip hop who were like kind of streetish, whatever. Yeah. And you were right. I mean, him and I hit it off yeah. as well. And, yeah. and, and then he introduced me to Nock and Hoya and the rest is history. But, totally. Um, yeah, no, you were a big, you were a big, you connected the dots for me 
uh, as far as like having younger friends because I knew the old timers from the scene. Yeah. And they just knew me as this little kid. Yeah. But you connected me with people like closer in age to me. They were still older than yeah, me somewhat, years. but like, yeah, but like more in my lane. We were all kind of similar in a lot of ways. Yeah. So, and yeah, how, it, how, it, how old, but you were way cool. younger when Drop Many Suckers, the seven inch came out. You were super young, right? Yeah, I guess I would have been 90. We did it in 91 and I, and I came out in 92. Oh, so yeah. I would have been, um, if I met you when I was 15, I'd have been like six, 17, you know, wow. something like that. It's crazy. Yeah. yeah it makes sense. Cause 95, I've been turning 20 and 95. Yeah. Yeah. 19, 18, and so when you put up the seven inch out, did you feel like when you started playing shows, did you feel like this is what you wanted to do? Like, did you have, when you moved to New York, did you have any kind of goals of what you wanted to do? Did you want to play music? Did you, we weren't sure or? We all did it. It was like flying by the seat of our pants kind yeah. of thing. Like we me didn't, too, too, I didn't actually, go to yeah. New York with the intention to do a mad ball. Yeah. You know, I, I went to New York because I just always wanted to live in New York. Yeah. My whole life. Yeah. Uh, I was born in Jersey and I was so connected to that area, like Northeast, like Jersey, New York. Yeah. And when I left there early on, I would go visit there a lot. And I was always like, I felt a strong connection to that area. Mm-hmm. And, 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 and then the music just added to that. It was like something that was made, would made it that much more enticing. And the energy too, um, probably. Yeah. With the scene, everything you're hanging out with. Yeah. yeah. And so I was destined to go there one way or another. I mean, I, I, luckily it was like, I discovered the music and that kind of, cause I could have also ended up going there and could have ended up really bad. But, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, it, it was it was never with the intentions of I'm gonna go to New York and do that all again. Like that's never been the case. Yeah, it was more so like I just want to get to New York. Where I was living at Florida was kind of like not my not my speed at the time. Yeah. I was young. I had I had I had I had a lot more in me. Like I wanted yeah. to do other things. And so when I went to New York, I started to just hang out and go to school and do the normal stuff and work. Yeah. And then my brother was had songs and he had written some stuff and and then we were like, Let's do Mad Ball, let's do another Mad Ball thing. And by then Matt Henderson was an AF. Yep. And so Maddie, my brother and Maddie, we all we started to kind of concoct the the, the, the second seven inch, which was dropping many suckers. Yes. We started to like compile songs and I didn't even write I don't think one lyric on that on that E P. Oh wow. Um, I didn't know how to write. I didn't know how to write then. Yeah. So uh, Roger had a notebook of lyrics, and some of them were like super goofy, like almost purposely beat up. <laughs> <laughs> and we used them for Madball. Oh, so it's like people are laughing at us, like we're meatheads, but we're laughing right back at you because we know it was intentional. Oh shit! That's amazing, <laughs> man. Holy shit! Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like people are like these dummies. <laughs> we're like, uh, yeah, we know we're purposely being dummies, you idiots. Oh but, shit! Um, <laughs> That's fucking funny. Nobody even knows that shit, probably. <laughs> no, but it, it it got it got better a little better over the years, and I think by now it's gotten a little more refined. Where for it's sure. like, yeah, for it's, sure. But 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 it was like Roger had this notebook, and he literally would laugh out loud at some of the shit. So I was like, listen, man, if I'm going to put my name on it, we got to amend some of this. Yeah. So I like kind of went through it and, and, and kind of made it a little bit more like realistic. Yeah. Um, it was still pretty 
barbaric and caveman and like straightforward <laughs> and whatever. But that, that's what hardcore is in a lot of ways. Totally. Totally. <laughs> you especially know? New York shit back then too, man. 100%. Especially New York shit. Yeah. Yeah, especially New York shit. Mm-hmm. That's just what everyone was kind of doing. But it, it was a little... It, it, it was a little over the extra top. meathead, but yeah. like I tamed it down. Like, oh, but I didn't know how to write, so I just kind of changed some words and changed. And then I had my own sort of cadence that I and just spin on it. Yeah, would hear in my own head. Yeah, yeah, that was like the way I did stuff because that's how I heard it in my head. Yeah. So that was just the beginning to Madball. There, that was like, and then and then still no intentions of like traveling and becoming some kind of band. It was just sort of like let's do a seven inch, let's have fun with it. And then we, and then we, then there was interest in Europe. My brother was like, "Let's bring you to Europe, see what happens." Then after we went there that first time with AF, there was still whispers like, hey, "They were kind of that was kind of cool. Like, mm-hmm. are they ever going to come back?" And da da da. And then soon after that, we got offered the thing with with Roadrunner, and we did set it off, which was a little more serious. I mean, For still sure. kind of rough and street and whatever you want to call it, but it was a little bit more. It was a little more serious, and then yeah. and then, then then we went from there. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. Now you know the history of Madball. Yeah, in, in a nutshell. Yeah, I mean, but I mean, but, <laughs> but but going to Europe on that first tour, you were young too. That must have been like a whole new world. Because had you gone to Europe before, just hanging out with the office? Is it actually first time going overseas? No, no, first time, first wow. time ever. First, first time going and first time playing uh, overseas. It was all first time for a lot of things it was crazy yeah. it was like AF had gone one other time I think AF had gone one other time maybe two other times but one of those times my brother got deported so technically oh, he had only gone once oh wow yeah yeah because yeah, he's a refugee so he yeah got to. <laughs> <laughs> That's crazy. He literally was a Cuban refugee. He literally, I'm not even kidding. He didn't have his American. He didn't have his U.S. passport at that time. So Holy shit. Um, he's yeah, it was wild style. I don't know why he he hadn't got it at that. So yeah, were you with him when that happened? Just, no, I wasn't with him on that one. Yeah, but I remember that he got turned around, and next thing you know, he was home, and I was like, "What are you doing home?" Like, and he was like, "Yeah, I got." And then so the roadie at the time, Mike Schultz, he ended up finishing the tour for them, and then. So technically, he had kind of only gone once, even yeah. though AF had gone maybe twice. And then the third time was Madball, AF Madball. Wow. And, uh, that was with MAD. Yeah. And it might have been their first or second tour with MAD. And what year would that have been? 92. Wow. Right there. 92, 93. Yeah. 92. Wouldn't have been 93. Would have been 92. So when, when you came back from the first tour, you're like, holy shit. Now I want. Now I really want to do this. Or did you go back to? Did you go back working somewhere? I definitely liked it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I always felt something, even when I would just do songs with AF. Yeah. But I, I like I I got something out of it. Yeah. Um. It was. It, it, I'm a person who definitely needed outlets. So. Yeah. Um. It was definitely an outlet, and it was definitely like. It was cool to do. I mean, it was super nerve wracking, as you know. But. Yeah. Um. It was cool. And I'm sure that's how it was for you. Like when you first sang 100%. the Sick of It All on, the t- on yeah. tour and like they first let you, let you sing. And it, totally. it, it was nerve wracking, but like it did something for you. It, 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 it sparked something inside of you. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, definitely did that. And then I just kind of started to become more and more serious. And then it was like, all right, yeah, I think we're going to end up doing this band. And you remember the hardcore scene, how whack it was in the early nineties in New York. Totally. You remember better as, as well as anyone. Yeah. Um, cause AF was kind of like breaking up around 92, 93. Yeah. And like, 
some people were out of the mix and it was a weird time for hardcore in New York. And, and, and then all of a sudden we decided to be a serious band, which is like horrible timing. Yeah. But I think, <laughs> but, I think, uh, I think it worked at that time for some reason. It really connected that time too. I really feel like it. I think it did. I think we were like the next generation, like oh, yeah. you guys. Yeah. Kind of thorns. Like all, all these yeah. bands became the next wave of hardcore. Mm-hmm. And everyone was different. Which all different styles. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. All very different. So, yeah, I mean, and that, that's how it was meant to be, I guess. It was like, because a lot of people have a misconception that maybe when we got into it, like we were playing sold out shows at the Ritz or something. No, no, no. Yeah. No, nah, we were playing Bond Street or like some other whack club with like 10, 15 people. And then that started to grow. It was almost like Bond Street the, was sick. it started like the way it began in the beginning. It mm-hmm. almost like it, it had like a, it died. I don't want to say died, but it kind of like went way low again and started like how it was in the beginning with like 20, 50, yeah, yeah. 100 people like that. And it started, restarted again in the, in the early 90s like that. Yeah. Yeah, those those are great times and playing shows with you guys together and um, then crossing paths sometimes in Europe and seeing you guys over. That was always fun too. Like our, both our bands were touring, we actually see each other in different countries oh, yeah. and play together, and then like we'll just play shows back home. And because honestly, because awesome. honestly, yeah, we, we were just kind of hanging out. Lower East Side, all of us with a boombox and hanging out late nights, while and kind of you know giving crazy kids in Lower East Side, but talk not really playing music yet. Obviously, Mabo had put seven inches out, and I was a roadie still. But then I was talking about starting H2O, but we were still kind of just hanging out. Like, really, I, I really know I was working at Roadrunner Records, I think Concrete Marketing, and I wasn't really sure I was still a roadie what I was going to do with the band. But then you started. Be, obviously, Mabo came way before H2O, but then we kind of both started touring around this. You know, was leaving the city and leaving the tri-state area and actually going overseas and and actually doing it. You know, yeah, at the same time, it was pretty cool. It's pretty cool how that all played out, and then like Ezek started a band. Like yeah. we were all boys hanging, yeah. and things just started sort of to uh, manifest. Yeah, and it was like it was, which is probably for the best because, as you know, we weren't always <laughs> we weren't always uh, <laughs> up to good things. No. Sometimes we'd be up to yeah. not so good things. Yeah. Uh, but it was also the environment. It was 100%. also the environment we were in because we were young and were kind of different and other people that came from different places and we would bump heads. Um, but it was fun times, man. Yeah. I, 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 I look back and I, and I have very, very fond memories of those early days. Like uh, when you first brought me to like a Fugazi show. <laughs> oh, um, shit, really? Damn. Yeah, you brought me to, but I, but remember we were bummed out because he started yelling at people for dancing. Yeah, like, you weren't allowed to slam dance. People love you, but I love Fugazi because of that. Love Fugazi, um, man. And I, minor threat, I knew of course because I, you know, what hardcore kid wouldn't wouldn't know about minor threat? Yeah. Um, but I wasn't really up on Fugazi. That was like newer shit. Yeah. And and you, and you were like they're playing the Ritz. Was it the Ritz? Was the Ritz still yeah, around? It was yeah, Ritz, yeah, Ritz yeah, around? yeah, yeah. It, it might have. It was probably the Ritz yeah. or, or one of those kind of bigger places, and yeah. you brought me to that. And uh, it was different because we would all go to like the regular hardcore shows, yeah. but like that was kind of like a bigger show. Yeah. And uh, but like stuff like that, I want to say that might have even been where I met E. That might have been the day he. I think he was there, and like we we were talking about meeting, and we finally. I don't know. It's crazy. Yeah, that but makes sense. Maybe I just the Ritz, remember yeah. that. Yeah. I have that memory. Yeah. Or it might have been a Sick of It All show at the Ritz. I don't know. But 
I, I just have that memory of like meeting him at the, at like a bigger show through you yeah. and like, uh, and just the, the hangs hanging on the LES and, and it was fun. It was, it was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun. I remember going to like hip hop clubs, like 10 deep. I remember we used to always see, Hell yeah. I, before, I remember before we knew John, we used to always see John Joseph at like the hip hop clubs and like, we could at least see us like the new young kids to give us like a head now. We like we like like nod our head to him like yeah. oh shit that's the OG John Joseph. It was so cool. He, <laughs> yeah, he, he would, be, he would yeah. be up in the hip hop clubs too. It'd be awesome, man. I got um, a funny story about John Joseph. I was walking down St. Mark's. Are you mind if I tell the story? No, real tell, quick? no, man, please. I was I, I was walking down St. Mark's and I was with my brother, and he was walking towards us. And you remember there was always like this like kind of weird tension with like AF and Chromags. Yeah, there's so much old, like older band stuff. Yeah, for sure. It was old, old shit. It was so old, but <laughs> in my mind, it was still like existing. It was you so know? fresh, yeah. And 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 I remember seeing him like, yo, isn't that homeboys from that band? I'm like, I'm like, we got beef with this guy? Or what? <laughs> That's what I was saying in my head. <laughs> Meanwhile, this skinny ass little wiry little sixteen year old kid, like fucking, what would I have done? Like, oh like, my god, dude. fucking annihilating me. <laughs> and so then, what but, happened? Do you guys say what's up? But I was, I, you know how, you know how, you know, I, I like I had like kind of a chip, you know, and I was like yeah. with my brother. I was just basically telling my brother, like, this is gonna be a problem. I got your back, you know. Yeah. And then as they get closer. John's like, oh, Raj. And Raj's like, hey, what's up, John? And it was like, all oh, good. <laughs> and I was like, oh, there's no peace. I'm like, but in my mind, John is going to laugh when he hears that. It's he's so gonna laugh good. He'll laugh. I love it. And then he looked at me and he was like, and he's like, John, you remember my brother, Freddie? And he probably hadn't seen me since I was like little, little, little. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was like pimply, tall, wiry teenage kid yeah. at this point, you know? And he was like, oh, shit, you cool up, kid. You know, like yeah. in, in, in that John way. Yeah, <laughs> and, and and then it was cool, and yeah. then I was like, oh, I guess I guess there's no beef with these guys, and it was like yeah, that that stuff was all inflated, and it was yeah. to do with other people and this and that and other, you know, whatever. Yeah. I'm not getting into all that, but it was fine. They were fine, and they and, and I know they have respect for each other, and it was like, but like to your point, it's like we would see John a lot in the LES, yeah, like man. at clubs or like yeah. hanging on the corner or whatever. So it became where like. The head nod thing when we'd be like, oh, what's up? What's up? What's up? We, we like the young you know, kids. We like the young kids on the scene. Like we were yeah. everywhere, hanging downtown, we like hanging the, the new clubs. Young, yeah, the new young punks. You yeah. know, we were like sheets and pillows. All yeah. Those clubs, yeah. Oh man, we used to we used to frequent the hip hop spots. Dude. I mean, we we almost went, went to more hip hop spots than hardcore because hardcore was like in a real slow point. Remember? Yeah, so yeah. We were like we lived in hip hop spots. Yeah. I love those clubs. I mean, shout out to Bill yeah. Spector. Put out on the sheets and pillows. He's amazing. Bill Spector. Oh, yeah. Man, he hated us. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think he, he loves us. Now, you know, I ended up working for Bill later on. Years later, I did oh, wow. security for him and, and Conrad. Yeah. That's I worked cool. as their, actually, their security guy. Oh, wow. But, um, yeah. But, and those times, I know he, we would be rolling up with like 10, 15 guys and be like, oh, boy, here we go. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so true. Yeah. Guys dressed all fucked up. So as we got older, I think we started to dress up a little better. Like some of us did. Some yeah. people still like came out in sweats and I'm like, yo, dude, you ain't gonna get in with sweats. Yeah. It's time it's time. But uh <laughs> fun times, man. It was. And, and fun did, times. We, we did you go to the would you go to the Onyx video were you in the Onyx video with us, the slam video? 
Hell yeah. Yeah. Well, I went, I went to all that shit. Remember when Biohazard first started doing the videos yeah, and they yeah, were like, yeah, those, yeah. like, yo, come through. Yeah. You remember all that? Yeah. So we were at all those, um, all those early Biohazard videos. And then that was the same time that Onyx was popping off. Yeah. And so we got invited to those too. Yeah. But one of them I had to leave. I actually had to go babysit my niece, Nadia. Oh, wow. And I got into a big blowout with her mom because I didn't want to leave the video shoot because I had never <laughs> really even been to a hip-hop video shoot. So I'm like, but I was supposed to be back. So I like, uh, it was this whole thing. And then I ended up leaving early. Um, and that was like back the fuck up. That was like one of those videos that we were, that yeah, everybody man. was in. Um, yeah. It was one of those Onyx, Onyx videos. But I was there for like the beginning part of it, but then I had to bounce. Damn. And, and uh, it was kind of like, and then, for, and then for me, like, and then for, I, I was never a graffiti kid, but that was Isaac, and and you wrote, you you like you 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 wrote stuff too. So when you got to New York, you got you got, you got in that mix too, right? You were tagging up and stuff, and I remember that. I was, I was, but I was like more of a toy. Like I, ain't, I'm not even gonna front. Like in comparison to these guys, like I, I wouldn't say a toy. I mean, I, I'm not like a. I love graffiti culture. Like yeah. I love art. I love all that. I love b boy culture. Like I love all that. I was, yeah. Ever since I was. Before I met anyone, I, ever since I was a kid, like you, you know? Yeah. Like, I've always been into, like, b-boy stuff and hip-hop and that whole culture. Um, and, and, and and even before I moved to New York, I would, like, have a book and do, like, pieces in it. But, like, once I got there, for some reason, like, I just didn't... Even though I was around, like, guys who are now, like, infamous, like, notorious, like, legendary yeah. in that world, like, our, our boy MQ and stuff like yeah. that. Yeah. It's weird. Like I had great teachers, and but I just never really uh, continued in that field. Like yeah. I'd cop a tag here and there. I would tag in my school. I would tag if I, if I was with them every now and again. Maybe I'll cop a tag. But I don't know. It's almost like that was their thing. I was like, "Ah, you guys run with yeah. that. We're gonna, you know, we'll, we'll just, uh, I'll just, I'll just fight whoever you guys say we're supposed to fight." <laughs> <laughs> Dude, oh my god! You know, you remember that? You remember all the beats that came? Yeah, dude. I, I, I was, I, I was, I'm not like a, I never yeah. even been to fight before in my entire life, until, and then I moved to New York, and that's yeah. where all these dudes are like, like street guys, are like. And dude. then I get stabbed. Oh my god, dude! <laughs> so people listening, if, yeah. if Freddie got stabbed and I was with him, we had to go to the hospital. It was horrifying. That's a long story, but I'll never forget yeah. being in the back of the police car, yeah. getting driven to the hospital with you, and uh, in the Washington Square yeah. Park. That was. So, it was so stressful. I mean, yeah. that was a crazy day, dude. Oh my yeah, because we dude. all met up. We all reunited. We had the we had the beef right there and went near West Fourth, and then everyone scattered, and it was a big melee. We were obviously outnumbered. It was crazy. And then uh, once people started getting stabbed, we all somehow recon reconvened in Washington Square. Yeah. And then the cops rolled up, and the cops rolled up, but then we weren't worried about getting in trouble because we were like, yo, I think we were either shot or stabbed. Yes. Can't figure it out. Yes. It was <laughs> remember crazy. I had a big gaping hole in my back? Yes. It looked like a bullet, it looked like a bullet we hole. You shot the that? silencer or something. It was fucking crazy, dude. Yeah. I was like, did I get shot? Am I like dying right now as we speak? And, oh and, my God, and dude. yeah, it was wild. It was wild. And, 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 and then the cops actually were like, get in the car. Yeah. But we're going to, we're not even going to wait for the ambulance. We're going to take you ourselves. Yeah, that was cool. So that was kind of cool. That was kind of cool. Because, yeah. like, we weren't, like, you know, on the best of terms with cops in them, in them days. But it was, like, they actually 
were like, hey, get the fuck in the car because you might be dying. Yeah, they were cool. They saved um, us. Yeah. And I remember waiting downstairs yeah, they, in the hospital. I remember Roger coming in. It was yeah. like the summer. He had, it's like, I think if he had, it was hot out. He had a wife beat around. He came in all tatted up. They were like scared. He was like, I want to see my brother. It was crazy, dude. That shit was crazy. Yeah, because you saw a different perspective than me because I got taken in and like shit needles put in me. And fuck, MQ had his lung ended up collapsing. So we were fucked up. Yes. Uh, especially MQ. Especially MQ. He like his lung collapsed. He got an infection. It was a mess. But um, <sighs> not to get on too much on a negative tip, but no, yeah, these, you these, must These, these saw are survival things too. Though. These are survival. Like, and you, you, <sighs> yeah. And then, another, and then another, the stories of the people outside always are always interesting to me. Like you know, because I saw it from like being the, the guy you know fucked up. Um, but like even like later on when it happened again, unfortunately, my wife tells me keep, always tells me stories about like how it was for her. Yeah, just like how you're telling me now how yeah. it was for you. You know, it was like a different thing. Like people coming in, looking, people pissed off, people. Are, shocked people are all kinds of different emotions and stuff yeah yeah and then i, I remember i mean the second time that happened to you you started getting some pains up where it was and then you, you had to go back and there was a uh i want to tell that story it was it's crazy man with the glasses in there remember yeah yeah it was crazy because it happened like 10 years later almost to the month wow how fucked up is that it was like an anniversary of the first stabbing and here's another one for you oh, it was shit, like shit dude yeah, and that was just like another beef, but like a different kind of beef because I was actually on a double, what I would consider kind of a double date. Mm-hmm. Me and Lisa, who's my wife now, yeah, and Isaac and his girlfriend at yep. the time, yeah. And so we were like on chill mode, like we weren't really like wilding out. We were like with our girls, but then you know, long story short, we got into it with this club full of people, and mm-hmm. then. You know, boom, 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 scrap, scrap, scrap outside, more scrapping. Next thing you know, it boom, someone stuffed me with a bottle. And, um, and yeah, it was fucked up. Uh, uh, and, and, uh, and we were outnumbered on that one too, but we actually did, we did all right. We were a little older and a little more savvy. So we did, like, <laughs> we, 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 yeah. we did all right, but yeah. at the same time, got, got damn near got killed. Um, that shit was crazy. Uh, and, and, and yeah, it was fucked up. I got, I got stabbed with a Corona bottle. And the reason I know that is because when they took it out of me, I, I had a big, like, couple-inch uh, long piece of glass in my trap. It, it, they, they closed me up and didn't, which is crazy because I was in, like, a, a, a reputable hospital, you were, I guess yeah, you would say. Yeah. Um, and they did all kinds of testing on me. Like, they put needles in my neck, MMRI, every, they did everything. And somehow they missed this piece of glass. And it was in my pocket of my tongue, embedded in there. Damn. And it started to make its way out. And I was like, I feel like something sharp, man. I was like, I, am I imagining things? Or like, and like I showed my, my girls, and Lisa was like, yeah, I can feel it. How many months and later? I, I went back. I healed over it. Like, I basically had healed over the, the, the you know, uh, my stitches had healed. Wow. And like... I was healing, but this fucking glass wanted to come out. You know, you know how that the body is, man. You know, any foreign shit, you watch it out. Um, so it started to come out, and the doctors were shook because they thought like I was going to sue, and there was this whole thing. And I was like, man, just get that shit out. I'm like, as soon as possible. 
they were like, okay, uh, they will be, in, and you know, I like, if I was like that kind of dude, like I could have been really like, yeah, I, that was definitely a lawsuit, but <laughs> totally. I didn't give a fuck about a lawsuit. Yeah. You know, I was like, look, man, they, you know, they, 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 they didn't probably do that. They didn't intend to do that. Yeah. They, they were people that were helping me that day were, were pretty cool. And like, yeah. that's lame. Like, I'm not trying to, I'm not, I'm not, that's not my style. Mm-hmm. So, so they just quietly brought me into this clinic and fucking took this huge piece of glass out that I wanted to keep, but they were like, no, oh, we can't. Obviously, obviously, they can't. You know, they, they, oh yeah, we have to run tests now, nah, motherfuckers. You just don't want people to know that there was a glass in my show, in my trap. You Did know? it say like five cent deposit um, on it or something? Or It said five cent deposit on it. Yeah. Oh my God, dude. You know how in a Corona, well, you don't know because you don't drink, but <laughs> um, you've seen a, but you've seen a Corona bottle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and, and 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 most beers, at least back then, you know, they would have like the five cent return thing or whatever, and you could see part of that in oh, blue shit. on this clear glass. So it was definitely a Corona bottle. Fuck man. And uh, yeah, it was crazy, man. I, I try to. I'm, I'm gonna. I'm gonna try to avoid that moving forward. And I'm, I'm done. Twice. Twice was enough. And then, and then the one thing that people probably know too is when the whole the down record came out, which. I feel like H2O kind of helped, maybe did, maybe I'm too long, but it helped try to get Mabel on Epitaph, and that was such a great, great album. But when that record came out, you you were in, you were you were locked up, and I, I remember going to visit you with Craig Sick of it all, and took the bus out there to see you, and it was so hard for me, just seeing my friend like that. I remember I brought you like some Source magazines, and they went through all the pages, making sure I didn't bring anything in my Source magazines. Then you come out in your orange jumpsuit, we couldn't even hug you, you just sit down. That that was that, that was really hard. Like you said earlier, like not seeing yeah. the outside perspective, but seeing your friend locked up was it was that was yeah. hard, man. It was crazy, man. Yeah, no, man. Um, I remember seeing, I remember seeing the pain on your face. Actually, I, I do remember that. Like, I, there's there's visits. I it was kind of cool because I actually got a lot of visits, almost too much. I almost, I almost told these guys like chill out with the visits because these people are gonna get jealous in here, you know? Yeah. Um, but it made me feel good that I had so many people that cared. Yeah. Um, even John, speaking of John, John Joseph came to visit me when That's I was in awesome. Rikers, which I thought was really cool because we were especially close. Like you and I were homies, yeah. you know. Um, not that I don't consider John a friend because I do. I consider him now. Now I really I do consider him my friend. Yeah. Um, but and we were totally cool and to- we were friends then as well. Yeah. But it, you know, it was just almost caught me off guard. Yeah. That he showed up. Yeah. Like, kind of one of those things where I was like, wow, man. That's fucking cool, you know. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, you, you you of course came to see me, and 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 I could see like certain people I could just tell were like bummed. Yeah. Yeah, man, that was that was that was it's, a heavy it's a time. Out, you know, it's a, yeah. Yeah, it's a bum. I mean, luckily I didn't get like a bunch of years and have to be there like for you know like with a lot of guys we know. You know, I mean, I yeah. know a couple of guys that got did just got out and did twenty six years from doing twenty six years. So yeah, how many years were you know, there for? How long were you in there for? I don't know, not even. I was in there half a year, you know. Yeah. It was six months. I had a six month sentence, which, for what it was, was actually really good. Yeah, but good I lawyer, also yeah. got a really good lawyer. So, yeah. you know that that that's that's it. That's how it happens, man. You yeah. get a shitty lawyer, you get, you get to do a bunch of time and shit stuff. If you get a lawyer who, you know, navigates through the system and knows the judge and everybody, then you, you're gonna you're gonna get uh, a better deal. And so. You know, I did. I did my 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 six months and my 
five years probation right. sucks. I would have rather almost done more more jail time actually because those five years probation was really really rough. Um, wow. But uh, but yeah, it was it was it was an experience. It was an experience. Man. Yeah, man. How old were you then? Well, let's see, we recorded Hold It Down, and then I was in right after, right? Because I think when the release happened, I, I got locked up. I don't remember, man. I don't know how that time. It was yeah. 2000, 2001. Um, how would I have been if I was, uh, I don't know, 20s? Yeah. yeah. And then did you, did you go, when you came out, did you guys go on tour for that record? When we got out, we did a tour. Yeah. And then the guys who were playing guitar and drums at the time, Beto and Darren, I think they just kind of got a little bit shook about the whole situation. Yeah. Um, and I think they also weren't looking to do music the way we were looking to do it. Yeah. So it was like a combination of all those things. Yeah. And then, um, so they kind of started to back out and then Hoya and I, being the two hard-headed guys that we are, we just sort of were like, well, fuck it. Let's just not do it. Because, you know, the labels got issues, and rightfully so. <laughs> yeah. And um, and, and these guys are, like, bouncing, and it's just like, this is just a mess. Yeah. So we did a farewell tour with Mitz, who yeah. actually ended up becoming our guitarist for the next 15, whatever years. Yeah, whatever. yeah. But, uh, but Mitz jumped in there and did a tour with us in Europe. And uh, Raj... Um, agents of man he he did he did the Europe tour and did another like a Japan thing and then we were we were like had a little hiatus and that's when you know? Hazen and Street came when, in I think that's right that's right that's when you you asked me about Hazen Street and we were already talking about possibly doing Madball again and that <laughs> yeah. kind of sort of both happened at the same time yeah. it's kind of weird but uh, if, yeah Hazen Street man that was when you hit me up and were like yeah I'm thinking about this project and da 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 and then I was like, yeah, that sounds, you know, I wanted to, I, I needed to get some shit off my chest creatively speaking, sure. so it, it was it was good timing, you know? Yeah, and Hazen Street, for those listening, that's actually the name of the street that Rikers Island Prison is on, so that's where that name came from. Yeah. Um. So yeah, chat hit yeah. me up, that was crazy, man, like making those demos, like it was you and Hoyer, and then you guys came out here, I remember doing demos at Swing House with Chad and Dave Kennedy. Yeah. Um, th that was super fun, just sitting outside writing shit and listening to the demos and like, some of those demos of songs. And then we sounded, got Mackie on board. Yeah, Mackie on board. And some of those songs, like, um, everywhere we go, like, some of those melodies yeah. sounded so, not foreign to us, but so poppy. But then just just the way the melodies came in and the song, the lyrics and everything, and the, it just worked so perfect, man. I was just, I was pleasantly surprised with that because yeah. I didn't know what to expect with that shit, man, at all. Right? Was, I didn't know. I, I, I was, I, I think we, yeah, we were all surprised about how it all turned out. Honestly, yeah. I think that Chad really laid a good foundation. Chad laid a foundation for us. Yes. And then, like, because I wrote shit like I never wrote before, just based yeah, you're on writing, his music. You write melodies and shit, too. Yeah. Yeah, a lot. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like a lot of those, like just the one you just sang. Yeah. You know, like shit like that. Yeah. Um, I, I wrote it. Uh, to the case, to the music I was hearing. Yeah. Which was cool because. But at that point, I had only written hardcore stuff. I had only yeah. been fucking around with you know Madball and that kind of stuff. Yeah. And 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 so this was a this was different. This was something fresh for all of us. I think. I mean, you 
we use some more melodic stuff, I think, with H2O. Totally. But um, for me, it was definitely something very different. And I, I was like, I welcomed it because I was like, I want to I do something different. And and yeah, that was, but, but Chad laid a really good foundation for us, like with, with the with the the musical melodies, you yeah. know, like the music, the, the the guitar parts. I mean, he laid out, and then it, it sort of made it easier for us to write to it. Like yeah. at least for me, yeah. when I heard his songs, they were so catchy to me that that shit just started flowing out of me, you know. Yeah, and I don't know why I'm cursing so much, but I guess it doesn't matter. It's okay, right? no, no. But that was a fun experience yeah. because we got signed to a major label. I think that was you guys' first major label because we had done MCA in 2000. One, but for for you and Hoy, it was like the first major label I think was Epic, right? Yeah, because Roadrunner wasn't really major. Yeah, no, yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, we had only you had done you had done a record by then, right? On the, on the, yeah, MCA, on, yeah, yeah, on, on Epic. Yeah, no, on, on MCA, right. MCA, oh, on, yeah. On, on MCA, yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, and and yeah, we had you you kind of had a little taste of all that, but yeah, we had only the biggest label we had signed to was Roadrunner, which was a big independent. Um, but that whole major label world, man, that was something else. That was, that was a crazy experience. That, that, that's, that's a, that's a little mini movie in itself. Just how (laughs) that whole thing came about. Remember like the showcase in front of all these big wings. Oh my God. That's right. So you guys are staying at the Oakwoods. You're working on the record with, uh, Howard Benson who produced the record. He did Howard Benson did tons of big records. I don't know the fuck he did, but that remember that shit. It was, it was, yeah, it was it was such a it was such an interesting, really fascinating little trip we took with that dude. In like a matter of a year, like yeah. we did tours of Story of the Year with Good Charlotte, with Newfound Glory, with POD. We did the Warped, POD, did the Warp Tour, Yellow Card, yeah. POD. Remember, and those bands were all hot. Then. I know. They were like hot. They were hot at the time. Yeah, but then sometime yeah, in the middle of one of the middle of the tour, it's like. Epic wants you guys to fly to New York and to put you up in this fat hotel. We need you guys to play a showcase for the for the people yep. of Epic. So we fucking flew out there, yep. left the tour, got a fat hotel, and then we performed like two songs for them, like in a I room. I think I even did. I stay at the hotel. Did I stay at the hotel too? I lived in New York at the time, but I think I even stayed. Yeah, I think I stayed there one night. <laughs> yeah, I was like, I want a hotel too. Yeah. So <laughs> so this picture like Hazen Street. With a bunch of record execs sitting at tables and chairs, and we had, and we're like, yeah. we're like just walking through the crowd, singing our songs in front of these people, just staring at. It, it was so fucking awkward, man. Was, who was who was the dude that loved us that signed the Clash? Ah, oh, fuck, I don't know his name. Man. He was like the head of A and R, or like one of. Yeah. He wasn't the head. Maybe he was like the second in command of A and R or something. But he was some. He had been. He had been there for ages. That's right. I don't know his and, name. No shit. Lee, is it Har- no, not Leeds. Is it Harvey Leeds? Harvey Leeds. Harvey Leeds. It's fucking Harvey Leeds. Harvey Leeds, dude. right? Yeah. Yeah. Harvey Leeds. Yeah, he was he was like all about us. And like I he was flattered us. because it was like he signed the clash and he yeah. signed other people. I was like he was like, You guys are doing something different. Oh, you guys remember I mean he was kinda yeah. like now in hindsight it was kinda half blown smoke up our ass, but <laughs> yeah, totally. I think he genuinely I I think he genuinely liked us though. He and did. then I think when he got the word that like then the new president came in and like shit was going to change. Yeah. And I think all of a sudden he became a mute. All of a sudden he was like, you know, I he was like, you guys are going to change the game and blah, blah, blah. Remember those fucking conversations? Yeah, like, dude. hundred percent. Right, we'll Let's see. <laughs> well, something I remember yeah. amazing about that whole process too, is that like for some, I think maybe it was because Mackie, 
uh, Mackie didn't have like uh, who knows what Mackie didn't have as far as his government shit. But nobody wanted to get checks for the advance money, and I remember being in John Reese's backyard and we're counting up stacks of cash for the record advance. Yeah, which I don't think it's ever we're been old done. In we were like checks. What's that? I don't even have a checking account. What the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> and we're counting up cash well, in his don't... backyard, dude. <laughs> Oh my god! You know dude. where we're from, man. You know who we are. <laughs> oh shit! That was amazing, yeah, dude. Shout to John people, people buy it. Oh my god! People dude. get a kick out of that. Dude, like, then shooting our video shoot, for right? Fool the like, World. We had a fucking trailer. We had a stylist. Yeah, we had stacks we of Nikes. Any of that. Dude, we have all yeah. night. Tim Bergman, love you, Tim Bergman. Sent us, laced us up with it mad was Nikes so back then. Had a trailer and in there like a stylist. Like get the fuck out! It was so crazy, man. So bizarre, dude. Everything before that had been so guerrilla. Like, I remember yeah. all our videos down by law. All of them were like uh, leftover. Drew Stone, Drew Stone had leftover film from like a biohazard video. And like, yeah, I'll do some. Uh, I want to do a video for you guys with this <laughs> leftover film. That's and we walked down the block and Vinny's Alleyway, Jersey, Jersey Alley or whatever. And, uh, and we record down by law. You know, like everything wow. was so guerrilla. Damn. And then remember we had like the trailer, the truck yeah, and like dude. food and shit. I was like. Yo, what is all this? Like, this is for us. Then there was like actors in there who tried out to be the part, like being the being the, being the video with us, and then oh yeah, fuck, the Guido actor. Yeah, and then and we the, did like then we did making the video <laughs> with MTV. They did making the video with us. I have that fucking oh, DVD shit, dude. It was been it, it was, was like it was, it was, it was hilarious, crazy, man. And so I, I think what happened yeah. with us, I think the timing. I think I love that record. I'm so proud of the record. I feel like that timing too. What happened was is that Good Charlotte signed us, ladies and gentlemen. They loved our demo that Chad sent to them. They had a, they had, a, they had an imprint yeah. on Epic called DC Flag. They signed us, and yep. then what happened was they had a, they had a big follow up to their huge record coming out at around the same time we did. And I feel like once that came out, they were focusing on all those singles and all that, and they, and they kind of lost focus of Hazen Street. We were just kind of like just floating out here, you know. We got crazy tour support. We're in buses. We're fucking going to Japan. Like it was crazy, man. It was the budget for the record. I mean, I don't you know not to get into specifics or numbers, but I know. I saw it once and I was like, why, why would, why would we spend that much money on a record? But you know, we had Howard Benson, Yo. we had Howard Benson, we had the studio costs, Dude. we had the flight, the traveling, you know, we all lived the in the East coast. So I think you were, you were already in Cali. You guys were staying at like, the Oakwoods. Was, yeah. Yeah. We all stayed at uh, Oakwoods, these dope apartments and like, uh, it was pure fantasy. So yeah, I could, yeah. You, you could see how shit would add up Yeah, by, by that point. But it was crazy how much that, they invested in us. Yeah. And then all of a sudden we're like, ah, we're done with that. I know. That just shows man. you how much money they have. It's sick. It's sick the amount of money these people play with. Yeah. Because if I had put a half a million dollars or more into something, you know, accumulated, yeah, whatever, uh, I'm going to see that shit through. Yeah. You know? 100%. It was just a write off. Yeah. It's just a write off. And they're used to that shit. You know what I mean? Like, it was a write off. Yeah, we became a write-off. Yeah, and it's a real shame because I do think that the, I do think that it had potential. I, I think the songs had a lot of potential, even if we were new to a lot of it and we were just getting our bearings. It yeah. still it was catchy. It had potential. It was honest. It was real because yep. the stories were a fucking real story. There, there's no there's no there's no bullshit going on there. Like that's yep. that's like real stuff. Yeah. So. Maybe the maybe the music's not your cup of tea, but if you can at least connect with the stories, yeah. Um, but they loved it. I don't. I, it, the, 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 the crazy part is like Harvey Lee. Like certain guys were like, 
oh, it's done. This is happening. Like, yeah. you, you, this shit's going to do really well, and, like, your life's going to change. And I'm like, we were the ones that were kind of like, all right, let's see what happens. Yeah. Like, you know, we're, we're not we're not doing this to, like, necessarily blow up. We no. just want to, like, we just want to do something different. It was a fun experience. And if yeah. we could, like, if we could pay our rent and, like, eat and all that, we'll be happy. You yeah. know, like, we totally. were coming in from, like, that hardcore mentality. Yeah. And they were gassing us the fuck up. And we were like, all right, we'll see. And then sure enough, uh, they changed presidents or something. And somebody just was like, yeah, scrap this, scrap that, scrap that, keep that, keep that. Yeah. Like as if you were going into a supermarket and doing inventory and going, oh, this is expired. Get rid of that. Meanwhile, they were just propping this up. It was the weirdest shit. And we we were getting good reactions on all the tours and... And it was and yeah, people, oh my people God. are loving the record. I think I think what's crazy about Go, that now is Google that, that shit. I know. Google those Japan videos. Remember that shit? Dude. Remember the first time going to Japan with like crazy, dude. you found or you yellow car? Yeah. Those were like bananas. Like those was, shows are like Yeah, yeah record did really good in Japan too. What's crazy is that we people didn't know we, connected. We didn't know what to expect and it was really fun to make the project and the expectations were kind of whatever. Like, yeah, we'll see how it goes, but all in all, I feel like it's so crazy yeah. now how how people how beloved that album is like fifteenth shit. How many years right? that two thousand? Every hardcore kid, dude. They love, but back then people people liked it. Like, what, what is this? It's a major label. These guys in Madball and New Fangori and H two O and Box Caracer all mixed together. Like there was judgment before yeah. they really heard it, but now people love that shit, dude. It's crazy how much people. I think it's because it didn't blow up. Yeah. You want to keep it real bet- yeah. be- between us and whoever else is fucking listening to this podcast? <laughs> if, if I'm if I'm keeping it 100% real, yeah, I think, and and hardcore kids could be weird like this, and, I, and I'm a hardcore kid till the day I die, but I'll tell you, sometimes people, the scene, and this is like everywhere. Yeah. I feel like, you know, there, there, I feel like there was like judgment. There was like, Oh, what are these guys doing? It's like, Hey man, we're creative people. We're just trying some different shit. But yeah. I think there was judgment and there were certain people that were like, I dig it, man. I dig what you're doing. But there yeah. were a lot that were like, I don't know about this, man. You talk me mad about all these shows. You guys are doing this. Like, what's up? Yeah. There was a lot of that. Mm-hmm. And a lot of those same people, like it now I know dude and rave about Hayden Street they rave about it and I really honestly think it's because it didn't blow up it's so I weird. think because it didn't blow up I think if it would have blown up it would have bummed people out um and it didn't yeah and, you know it, it, it had some it had some traction it had some traction it had some legs it went to a certain point but it never popped how like they were talking it was gonna do yeah um and I think once it, that, that happened, it sort of went fell back into like this weird lane of like being like a cult thing or whatever you want to call it. Yeah. And then and then it became cool, and okay. then it was okay for hardcore kids to like it. Which, yeah. personally speaking, I think it's kind of lameish. It's kind of lame. It's kind of lame to like like it because I don't know, but you, I know you're like saying. me. I know you're exactly. Like, what you like saying. something, you like something. If you like 100%. something, you like something. Yeah. Don't. You know, if you hear a song, you like it. If, 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 whether you got me into you got me into Coldplay. Uh, you turned me on to Coldplay Boom. and changed my life. Freddie Madball turned me on to Coldplay on the Hazen Street bus. I remember, never forget that shit. Like, yo, bro, yo, bro, listen to this shit. You just turned me punk, and you got me into Coldplay. And yeah, I'm man. fucking obsessed. Well, I knew with that, you would man. like it. I'm yeah. like, you gotta, you gotta check this shit out, cause, dude. And, and when I was listening to it, it was funny because they were all all my friends were dissing me. Yeah. And uh yeah, and Yellow was out. Yellow the video for Yellow was out. Amazing. 
and I was like mesmerized. And I had like been hanging out, been hanging out. I was up for like two days doing all kinds of wild shit. And then I woke up. I woke up like half hungover, like whatever. Like, what am I doing with my life? Yeah. And Yellow comes on, and I was like mesmerized, and I was like, yo, this is a fucking amazing song. <laughs> and from that point on, I love Coldplay. And these wow. motherfuckers would laugh at me like, yo, dude, you were just out running around, fucking hip hop, blah, blah, blah. Like, they just, it, it, but it, 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 it's like, don't judge a book, you know, like we love all kinds of stuff, you know, like, yeah, dude. Listen, listen, cranberry, remember the cranberries and the Sundays and Shadows? We love cranberries, man. I was dude. so bummed when she passed. I know. Lawrence, man. I she know. was a, an amazing talent. And, and we all are like uh, that. Yeah. yeah. Oh my gosh, Sade. Yeah. We listen to uh, tons of hip hop and all this kind of music that people would never expect. Uh, I think people think when you're in a hardcore band, like you get into your car and you're driving your kids to school and you're yeah. blasting hardcore like our demo tape. It's not like that, man. Oof. It's not like that. Nah, nah. You gotta. It's it's time and place. You know, yeah, everything. The music's the time and place. You got a, a vibe and a mood for every kind of situation. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm a hardcore kid through and through. Like. There's something that hardcore does to you that nothing else can do. Hundred percent. Um, for for a fact. Yeah. But that doesn't mean that that's all we listen to. You know, it's like how the fuck am I gonna listen to crazy shit all the time? You know, you play it every it's day. Like, you try. You like. Yeah. Anything. Anything. How do you yeah. listen to metal all the time? Like, how do you listen to anything? Like, even hip hop. Like, how yeah. could you just only listen to hip hop? Like, yeah. you would just lose your mind. Yeah. So it's like, but you know, we we know our roots and where we. Well, the, the the scene we're from and what we've done and what how we've participated in it and all that I mean that goes without saying but yeah. like yeah I love, I love me some Coldplay man when I saw them live they were amazing I, I saw fucking I got hooked up fourth row seats I brought my wife and her sister and we had the time of our lives and they killed it and it was great and I don't care what anybody says about it listening to this it was amazing yo no it's funny <laughs> I, I saw him last time with my son and I ran into Joe. Uh, Mad Joe from Wisdom yeah. and Chains with his family we like hug him like oh my god that was such a great show like me and Mad Joe the yeah. Coldplay show in Jersey they're this fucking great band man it's like they kill it they, they all can sing really well yeah they can all play really well Chris Martin's a great front man you know he's like all over the place and he plays the piano and he, yeah. they just they just I like them more than and I know people another another group of people probably going to cry hopefully I like them more than you too, like shit like that. I yeah, don't know. No, I you, feel you. It's a tough one for you. Yeah, that's a tough one for you because I know you guys are U two heads. Well, yeah, but I feel like Coldplay, um, Coldplay became the new U two, like more younger version and more. That's what wanna... they're my. For me, they're my U two. Like U two yeah. always had great songs. Don't get me wrong. Like as a kid, yeah. growing up, like there's definitely U two songs that stand out to me in my head that I love. That I yeah. think are amazing. But Coldplay, for like what U two does for some people, is what Coldplay did for me. Like I like. That's my YouTube, in a yeah. way. You know what I'm saying? Like that's yeah. that's that's kind of for that genre, for that whole thing, for that kind of stuff. Yeah, they. Fuck I don't it. know. They smash yeah, it. That, that's just me. I gotta see them again, man. It's been it's been too long. It's been a while. So yeah, they kill that. Yeah, maybe we'll go see them. Then we'll go see them together with all hands. Do I- <laughs> I would love that. You, you remember you, you remember being on the bus and all of a sudden I was in the back on the tour and all of a sudden I was sleeping and this huge mirror came out and slapped me, smashed me in my head. You remember the back of the Hazen Street tour bus? Oh my God, yeah. Or like the bus went shit. to the ditch or something while we were on the bus. It like crashed or something. No, or... They, I think I think we almost crashed. I yeah. think 
I don't know what it was. I don't know what the, if the driver scary. fell asleep or yeah. if it was bad weather or what. I can't remember what it was, but I remember the van got jostled around and it, that shit. Yeah, something came down and banged you in the head, right? I was sleeping in a big glass mirror in the back of the bus. Yeah, dude, this, I was screaming. I was bugging out, man. That was crazy. Yeah, and then you were like calling my name out, and I was like, "What the fuck's going on?" And I got out of my out of a, you know, it was crazy. Maxie then, was like, "Yo, what's going on?" And then you held me yeah. in my arms and sang Coldplay to me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I put Coldplay on. It was it. It was it. Everybody Fred, felt better. We had some warm milk. We, we had some warm milk. <laughs> some cookies. Um, oh, Freddie, do you remember rolling up? To, you remember rolling up in the dead of winter to, to do the guilty by association part in Coyote Studios? I remember. He, I forgot who came with you. He had forty ounces, and we were Brett Gurowitz. It was such a great vibe that day, dude. <laughs> <laughs> it was such a great so vibe cliche. that day. We're so cliche. That's uh, so cliche. It's true though. Oh, but it really was—it really was us. It was like we weren't doing that. Sh- like it wasn't like an act. Just, that was us, you know. But that was a great yeah, studio. No, what was that? Where was that recorded? It was, in, was that recorded again? It was I in Brooklyn. It was in Brooklyn at Coyote Studios. Okay. Yeah. I remember All right. That, yeah. 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 You guys came out there. It was so fun just doing that. It was such a great time in the studio. Yeah. Oh yeah. No, that was that was fun. We literally, we actually were like. We kind of collaborated on it, right? Like we, yeah. like you had the idea. You guys had the idea, like yo, we want you to come in here, and then I was kind of like, yeah. And we kind of just like did it right there on the spot, like kind of yeah. figured it out. And yep. Yeah, it that was, was cool. a great that time. Was man. Yeah. So now, so yeah, so, so look, so looking back now, now now you're like a, now you're like a married man, with two kids, yeah. and you've been in Madball for yep. how many years? <sighs> um. I guess act, I would say actively, I would, I would, I would, I would say 92, 93 act super active. Well, yeah. not super active, but you know, active as a player and like playing shows and stuff. But 89 was when Ball of Destruction dropped yeah. and we recorded it in 88. Fuck. So 30 years this year, this year, January of this year marks 30 years that Ball of Destruction. Holy dropped. shit. Yeah, thirty years. But I don't man. consider us a band then, in a way. It's weird. Yeah. yeah, I mean, we are. We were. I mean, the the name was established. It was a thing, but we didn't get active until like a couple years, a yeah. couple years after that. But uh, but um, I would say, yeah, it's been a long time. Have you ever felt during those times while. of like just quitting and doing something totally different? Well, you know, we did the Hazy Street thing, yeah. and I dabbled with the hip hop thing, which yeah. I actually plan on doing another one of those records. Nice, as you know, I'm a, we're all we're all big hip hop heads yeah. too, and and that, that was something that I always wanted to get off my chest. So, um, and that was another thing that like kind of it's been lingering around for years and years, but people were like receptive to it, which I thought was yeah, cool. that was great too. Um, um, like, you know, like I got good feedback. The Kathy from Gilt's it, on and, that uh, too, yeah. Yeah, the cat. Yeah, the whole. The, the, yeah, Catholic guilt. Yep, that's yeah. the one. That's the record. But, uh, but, um, and I mean, it's. I'm, I'm sure I could do a better job than that. But, but it's like one of those things where, like, I want to. I might want to get do another one. You know, drop another one of those. Just, just, yeah. just to get something off my chest. Yeah. And uh, I don't know, man. See where, see where, whatever else goes. We talked about doing Asia Street, another little EP. Or yeah, something. that'd be down too. Yeah, and I think I, I think Mitz has. That's not an impossibility. You know, it's yeah. just a matter of. You got a lot going on. We got a lot going on. I think Chad's got um, some riffs too laying around too. He had some. He's been working on riffs for a while too. I, I'm going to tell you this right now. Nobody knows this. Not even the guys in the band. I wrote lyrics to that riff. Oh I shit! Have a, oh, I have. 
like a, 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 a like a skeleton to that song. Oh fuck! Okay. To that, and it's a catchy track, man. Sick. That it's a, it it really is like a follow up to what we would have, you know. We 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 should sit one day and and and, and listen to it. Okay, I'm down. It's, 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 it's I think cool people. Song. I think yeah. people were stoked on that. It's been a long time. Yeah, we time, did like man. an EP, like yeah. just 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 for us, just because I, you know, just to, just to get something off our chest, you yeah. know. Did you did you ever think you'd be this doing the band this long and where you're at now and all the success of Madball and no. the worldwide everything you guys no. you got you guys work so hard and you stay on tour so much and it's inspiring you guys I thought just... it was over in like 2001 and then we had that we we, we had that hiatus and you know I met Lisa and like I was like in my mind kind of done with music yeah um, and then boom you know we start to. Hazen Street, you came, you came at me with Hazen Street, and then Madball, and then it's like, and then that, that brought me back to the music thing, which was probably the best thing that could that could have happened. Yeah. Um. And uh. And yeah, I I I didn't. It's crazy now to think that it's 2019. It's crazy, like, man. We're, we're doing all these things now, and and and, and the, the band is bigger. I would say now than it's ever been, which is that's awesome. I, I, thankful, I'm thankful for it because yeah. Otherwise, I'd be starving in the street. I'd be panhandling again, like my brother made me do in the '83. You know, <laughs> shit. It's, it's fucking crazy. I'll be on having to wait, man. It's crazy, but Freddie, like you guys, oh, came, you guys work so hard, and you didn't, you guys are nonstop with the touring too, and. I know we get to bring your wife and kids out sometimes, which makes it a lot better because it's hard when you have a family yeah. to leave, man. It's super hard, man. Yeah, I try to, I try to, I try to, I try to include them as much as possible yeah. because you know as well as I do that, like, once you have a family, I mean, you've been with Moon forever yeah. and, and you had Max. It's like, yeah. You're a family guy as well, so you know. Yeah. And everybody's different, and I don't judge. Uh, people one way or the other some people are a little bit more about family than others whatever it's yeah. not, not my place to say one way or the other but once that started happening that, that changed the game for me it's like I had to start touring less Yeah. even if that meant uh, uh, less money you know less income less whatever but it, it, for me to spend time with my family that's like the most important thing 100% so but at the same time I do music for a living and I know and it's, it's so hard it, dude it's what I do so yeah what do we do you know it's like you, know. you gotta eat yeah and people don't realize it but us hardcore bands like we live check by check it's yep. like we're getting big fat uh, uh, YouTube checks or royalty yeah. checks or whatever kind of checks you know, you get a couple little bucks here and there, but I mean, we're not like, we're not like uh, making mainstream kind of money. So no. it's like, you got to go out there and, and work yeah. for every dollar. And it's so, a blessing and a curse, man, because it's like, uh, when you have a blessing kid, and a curse. It's when you have a kid, it's like, okay, now I got to provide not only for your wife, but also for a child. And so I need to, I need to grind more, yes. but then I don't want to leave them because I want to be with them. Exactly. So it's so hard. I don't want to be a deadbeat. You yeah, know? it's so hard. And, and I love... I don't want to be a deadbeat. I want them to know me. I want to know them. Yeah. I want to be with them. I want to be in their lives, but then you have to provide too. So it's like, fuck, I can leave you now for like six fucking weeks and go on tour. Not yeah. like you do that now, but I remember I had to do that. Lucky, yeah, I don't luck, do that anymore. Well, I did, we did that with Hazen Street. We do. But our lucky Max was yeah. a baby, so we didn't really know the time frame difference. But it's like... Yes. So now, now oh I got to... Oh my God. Yeah, that's crazy. That was rough for you, man. Because yeah, I now I think about that. We did some crazy ass shit touring wide with Aiden Street, yeah. like shit that Lisa reminded me of. And she's like, 
I endured a lot in those Hayden Street days because yeah. it's true. We did. We went out for months and months and months at a time I to know. try to get this thing on, I know, try man. to get this thing going, yeah, and get established. Yep. And you're right that then you had Max right around then, and it was like, oh my God, you were having your first. You know, we all didn't. We we could relate, but we couldn't at the time. Yeah, you know. Yeah, it's sacrifice. It had to be man. super hard. Yeah, it's totally hard. But it's like we were torn like crazy. Ridiculous. It's crazy because yeah. like you you love what you do. You you know obviously and obviously yes. there's, there's also your career too, and it's also um it's part of your everyday life. But then you got a family too. You got to provide for it too. So it's like that balance of like go out there and book mad shows yeah. and you know and then come back and then stay home for a little while and go back out again. It's just that. But I love coming home. Like it, it, I, lo- I love missing them. I love them missing me. Miss. I love coming home to them. It makes it so much. I like having. You know, once you leave, it sucks. But once you're out there on tour, you do your shows. You get in your tour mode. But then you're looking forward to coming home. Yeah. It's fucking awesome. We're lucky, you know. Yeah. No. And and it's like we. It it sucks. But we could be in a lot worse situations, I guess. Too. You know. It's like yeah. we we we've invested so much in this. Like so much. This is so much a part of our lives. It's yeah. Like, and it's become now what we do for a living, but it's like, obviously we love doing what we do because how, how, how would we, you know, how could we still do it if we didn't? Yeah. But, um, it is super hard with the kids, man. And with, with our wives and the whole, yeah. and the whole family. thing. But I think, I think you and I have figured out a pretty good balance with for it. Sure. These days. For sure. Um, as, as, as good as it can be, you know, it's yeah. never, it's never good to leave your kids, even for a day, for a couple of days. Yeah. But, but, uh, you know, we, we got it to where we'll do like short stints. You I know, we that. won't take tours that are like a month. Like if somebody offers me a tour for a month, like they have to do it. I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> yeah. the longest tour I did in recent times was suicidal. That tour was like two and a half to three weeks. And wow. that was long for us. Wow. But I actually brought my family with me. Cause I was like, fuck that. Was that you know? in the U S so it was like, yeah, it was U.S. So much easier. So it was kind of wild style, and, and but we saw cool stuff, and we we did we did family stuff when I wasn't playing. Yeah, but that's just what you got to do if if if, if your family is what's important to yeah. you, and and then the music's important to you, then you you got to make both things work out somehow. It's crazy because for for what we do, this is like there's no four hundred one k, there's no retirement plan. You don't get you don't get health no. benefits from being you know, like Fuck you can't. No. It's hard. It's hard. We made that yeah. sacrifice at such a young age, and we still. Yeah. And as you get older, and you realize, and you, you're in. I don't know. You just. It's it's way different, man. People understand that that kind of sacrifice. Yeah. It's, it's no joke. Like some musicians, some bands don't even technically have to tour anymore. I mean, like you know, like fucking Roman songs. You think they really have to tour anymore? You know, yeah. like they just do it because they love it now. But I mean, they're done. Like they're they're set. Yeah, like, Rolling Stones. And that's yeah. great. Yeah. God bless you. God bless you. You know, but yeah. like. Hardcore bands, and I mean all hardcore bands, even the top yep. tier of hardcore bands, yep. we have to tour <laughs> to, to to pay our mortgage 100%. or whatever else. 100%. It's like, it's no, it's no like, oh, I'll take a year off. Not, that, that doesn't exist. That's not that's yeah. a complete fantasy. Yeah. You know, we're the, we're the working class of this, of this music thing, you know, and that's, and that's why sometimes when these hard, when people get cheap, it's like, don't be cheap about it, man. You'll pay a hundred dollars to go see Slayer. You worried about paying fifteen dollars or something that's twenty bucks to see me? Come on, man. Yeah, even you twenty, even 20 bucks in two thousand. Yeah. What's the matter with you? You know? Yeah, twenty bucks in two thousand. Go see a metal band and pay three hundred dollars yeah. for a yeah. shirt and an entrance. You know, yeah. like come on, support the poor guys, will you? You know, it's, I mean, it's like it, that's a really good point. Like we are the working class. Like that's it's fucking crazy. Like 
it's just I, yeah. I, I think I know. But I know. you know, we love it, and, and yeah. we have a unique life that we've lived, and we've been through a lot of craziness and and, and goodness, and so it's been it's definitely not it definitely hasn't been a lame ride. It's been an exciting ride. Yeah, you're a fucking survivor. <laughs> like ever since I met you and the things you've been through and turned your life around and became an amazing father and husband and fucking you too, man. Thank you, bud. And your longevity with your band you too, and you your grind. You lost like, your pop. What? Oh yeah, yeah, man. Yeah. I'm saying you, 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 you. That's not an easy thing for a person, you know. Yeah. You know, you lost your pop early, and we all, we were all, we're all, you know, it's a, it's a different story, but we're all kind of, we're all fighting different battles, and we're all survival survivors in our own different ways, you know. That's, yeah. That's what it is. We're all. I think this music like up. brings a lot of those people together, you know. Hundred percent. We're like the fuck. We're like the rejected, fucked up, like not, not the traditional. Didn't have like the stable upbringings, households, or they have like. You know the per- the mom and dad married, or both parents there. Or we didn't we didn't have those kind of structures. Which yeah. now I think we thrive to give that to our kids. Now we have to have that keep that family base strong because that's what Absolutely. we didn't have growing up. But I feel like yeah. I learned a lot of values from from punk rock and hardcore. And I'm sure you have that you instill in being a dad, right? And being a husband, like a lot of shit you learn from your growing up, what not to do and what oh to do. Oh my god, yes. You know. Yeah, it, it, it's yeah, and 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 it's like. All you can do is try to do better than what your parents did with you. You know, exactly. it's like, and, 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 and no one's perfect and no one's perfect. And you still make mistakes and you still go, oh man, you know, I could, you know, I could do, I could be better. I could do yeah. better. I could still do better. Yeah. You know? But, but it's like, it's still guaranteed. It's still better than the situation I was in. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, so it's 100%. like, we're definitely, we're definitely, uh, I guess you could say in a way like breaking a cycle and even with all the craziness in our lives, still uh, breaking, breaking certain cycles and, and, and doing good things ultimately. Yeah. I think. Yeah. You know? Yeah. We're not perfect. We do our best. No, man, you know, you're going to, you're going to make some bad calls here and there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, like, yeah. You, you say you're never going to do as a parent. And you, I'm never going to say that or do that. Yeah. My parent, you know, and then you end up kind of going that route going, oh man, why'd I say that? Like I said, I would never do that. So it's, it's, it's hard because you're conditioned uh, in a certain way and it's hard to break that sometimes. But the fact that you know it and you can acknowledge it and you can like go, okay, yeah, I screwed up. And then you can explain it. Cause I never got explanations for why certain things happen to just yeah, deal with it. Yeah. So as a parent, when you can at least acknowledge it and explain it and then correct it, you know, then, then, then you're, you're on a better road already. Do you feel like you it's, know? do you feel like it's a struggle with you to not be like maybe your dad was because th- that was rough for you as a kid. You want to be totally opposite of that. Or do you, you find, you find that some things are embedded in you because of your upper, you know what I'm saying? Like, is that a, is that a challenge? Well, not a, it's it's a it, it, the whole thing is a real big tug of war inside of me, really, to be honest, because I do yeah. have, I did unfortunately inherit, um, some of that yeah anger and that rage, like yeah. kind of some of that like that stuff. And as you know, you, you know me well, well enough to know yeah. that. Yeah, you channel it well um, through your music, though, so, for sure. Yeah, I, I, it, it serves because it serves a purpose too. You know, it has its good, it has its good moments, it's a good time when, 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 it's good times you can release that. But, yeah. um, I do kind of suffer from that, and mm. uh, it's learned, it's it's learned, and yeah. it's also I think even partly genetic. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'll be honest, I gotta say, like some yeah. of that is a little bit genetic. You know, like That's interesting. 
having a bad temper, like inherently, but a lot of it is learned. A lot of it is learned. And a lot of it is like you become conditioned because yeah. of certain situations Yeah, and breaking that is, has been hard my whole life I'm sure, and I'm still man. working on it. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah. It's been very hard my whole life, Fuck. but I, but I, but I know, but I, but I'm aware of it. And so yeah. I work on it and I don't want my kids to, you know, be in certain type of environments. So it makes me work harder. hundred percent because you, you want, you, you know, want for them to people. not feel, yeah. feel scared or nervous or, yeah. you know what I mean? So it's, yeah. it's you know, it's like, you, 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 you know, they're, they're, they're my teachers now, you know? Yeah. And you want, you want your kids to have a better life. You don't want exact hundred percent. It was like, Oh that, my God. Yeah. Yeah. And I think honestly, my dad wanted me to have a better life than he yeah. had. <laughs> it's just that it was hard because he couldn't maybe, it was hard. He couldn't. He couldn't switch gears quick enough. Was something. he? Was he pretty it emotionless? Just, it, it work pretty out. emotionless in the sense. Huh? Pretty emotionless. Like not really emotional. Like not really. Yeah. You know, he was, just, he was a kid? stern. No, your 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 dad was more of a stern. Like oh, was he not a? No, he is. He okay. was affectionate. Yeah. That's the thing. It's like yeah. he comes across as like this complete savage animal. But he was not. He 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 was affectionate with me. Like he would rub my head. Like he wasn't like uh, those kind of fathers that you hear about. That like or like be a man. Wouldn't, yeah. kiss, wouldn't kiss their kid. Wouldn't yeah. kiss their kid or like. No, nah, he would hug and kiss me. Like he, he he was affectionate. Yeah. Not maybe not as affectionate as I am with yeah. my kids. Maybe not as much. Yeah. But he wasn't like a complete cold uh, fish. Yeah. Um. Yeah. But he just had that rage problem, you know, and he had mm -hmm. that certain issues that he has that he's probably still dealing with. But, mm -hmm. as, you know, he's an older man now in, in, in his upper 60s, so he's calmed down quite a bit. Yeah, he's probably way peaceful now, yeah, more chill. Yeah. I have two little sisters as well, because he ended up getting remarried, and I have two little sisters. Wow. Um, different moms, obviously, but, um, and he, I think he, he, he kind of did better with this. <laughs> To be honest, how old are they? You know, and and they're in their twenties. Oh wow, that's um, actually, super young. My oh, yeah, they're in their twenties. They're they're yeah. both in their twenties. One is like in their earlier twenties, and one's in like her. And uh, and um, my older, the older one of the two, my two younger sisters is actually in Harvard. Oh shit! So, wow. That's, yeah. Really? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Holy shit! Yeah, and my dad's completely poor. They just got complete scholarships. No fucking way, dude. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's pretty that's amazing. How, that's how that's how sharp they are. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. They went to like Amherst, yeah, and yeah. then one follow. Uh, one of them is is they're both working, I guess, but like one of them uh, is doing a follow up, like master's or okay. doctorate thing. I don't know. I'm not sure exactly what in Harvard now. Oh, that's so, amazing. Uh, <laughs> it's it's. But it's amazing and bizarre. It's like someone <laughs> yeah. with my last name is in Harvard right now. <laughs> spells their name exactly, their last name exactly how I spell my Pretty last name. fucking awesome. It's wild. Yeah. And my dad is like, he gets by, but he was never a person with money. He came from very humble beginnings and still lives that way. Mm -hmm. um, he's just a mechanic by trade. So he, it's not like he had all this money to put him in some kind of Ivy League school or whatever, you know, and that wasn't yeah. that kind of situation at all. It was purely... Uh, those girls like just really uh, were, were were super smart and like worked hard to get like scholarships and all That's that stuff. So, so cool. the, to to my point, he did. You know, they did already. He he's 
everybody got to give everybody the benefit of the doubt to grow a bit. Yeah. Hundred percent. Do you have yeah. trades like he does? Like your dad's like a so like a mechanic. Can you fix things? Are you like pretty handy? No, not like him. You know, mechanics have that thing where like they can fix any like yeah. a plane, a boat. Like, yeah. <laughs> I'm not mechanical in that way. Yeah, but I'm not completely like I'm not completely like useless either. Like yeah. I, 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 I can get I can pick stuff up quickly and like I can I can be handy when I need to be. Yeah. But I'm not like one of those guys that can like build a car and like all that shit. I think you know, Roger, like, like Roger, did like the electricity and your Roger's squat. Roger's super handy. He did the squat electricity, yeah. right? He's super handy with that shit. Roger's yeah. a really good electric. Roger's a really good electrician. And he's a, a mechanic. You know, he's a certified Harley mechanic. Yeah. Wow. He's he's, he's, he's very mechanical guy. He's he's definitely got those skills. That's amazing. Yeah. That's interesting, yeah. man. Just having yeah, like who cool. who got what from who and and your mom's your mom's like amazing super. Your mom's a rock. Like your mom fucking. Your mom's tough. Yeah, she's she's been through some hard. Yeah. She's been through some hard shit. You know. Yeah. Um. And, you know, and 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 she, 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 it's, she's and she's flawed like anyone else. Too. Totally. Like, you know, she, mom too. she's endured. She's endured a lot. Yeah. She yeah. came to this country as like a young, young, young lady with three kids and like crazy. Managed to manage to survive and like it's crazy. It, it, it was it was a. It's it's a very it's a very uh, the story has a lot of a lot of branches to it. I'm sure. Yeah, like, yeah, like my brother's uh, Showtime thing that came out, which is great. It's um, great. That like just like one part, you know. It's like there's so much. Yeah. So many tentacles, you know. So many branches to moving part, moving parts to the family. Yeah. Yeah, just to everyone and all their different stories. I mean, even my siblings that don't get a lot of shine, like Rudy and my sister. I mean, those don't there to me as much a rock as my mom, mm-hmm. and in some ways more sometimes because yeah. she they would have to step in to help her, and like they they were like surrogate parents. Yeah, you know, like my sister would help cook, and like my brother Rudy just at one point became the man of the house when my dad and my mom got divorced. You know, like Damn. shit like that. How, how old are you when they got divorced? Young. Like, probably right around when I dropped Madball. Like wow. 12. Yeah. Like that, yeah. Like, maybe younger, maybe 11. Like, like young. Wow. Yeah. And you, are, you, are you tight with your so, family, your siblings too? Yeah, I'm still, we're definitely not estranged. Like, I, I'm, I'm like probably a little more removed from them than yeah. everyone else. Yeah. Slightly, yeah, but no, I'm I'm tight enough where like no, we're 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 cool, we're we're we're, we're tight, you know, and and and, and, That's awesome. and I mean not like super 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 like tight, but like we we communicate and we, I mean my brother, uh, my one of my nieces just got married and everyone was there, my brother yeah. Roger, my mom, my sister, like we all. So yeah, I'm I'm really tight with my brothers and sisters. Yeah, like, it's awesome. That 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 bond is like tighter than any other one really yeah. but um I, I'm, I'm cool with my parents too man I, and i don't and I, I try not to hold too much against anybody it's of course. like your shit parent, happens you're, man. you're a parent now too so <laughs> it's like you get it too probably in a sense yeah. Yeah. shit happens you learn you learn as you go we're all here to teach each other or something 100%. learn learn from everything and you know how that goes you think you ever write a book you should i think you i think you should write a book 
Yeah, I've, I've been approached uh, several times about it, and I think when the time feels right, maybe I will. Yeah. I've been approached about, like, movie stuff, too, you know, awesome. like documentary or other whatever. I don't know. Yeah. I, I think eventually, yeah, I mean, it would be cool to tell your story. Yeah. Um, very therapeutic, I, I think. Just, I just don't want to do it like bandwagon style. Like, you know, like yeah. my brother's doing this thing yeah. now and it's the right time for him. Like he had an age, he's had a time totally. in his life and his career where I felt like it's right. It's, it's the right time. It's appropriate. You're still, you're still great, in your thirties, bro. You know? You're still in your thirties. You're good. I'm still in my thirties, man. <laughs> I got, I got time before that. <laughs> well, I, 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 I want to thank you because you, yeah. I want to thank you because All right, man. Yeah. when I moved, when I, when I, um, when I met all you guys, I came from a different, where I grew up differently, but I met all you guys, and even though I was older than you, you always seemed like you were my age, and, yep. and you came from a different background, obviously, and you just opened up so much on this, and I appreciate that, but like you guys, you always had my back, and it was a big family for me moving to New York, and you guys took me under your wing and taught me a lot about life, and, and just the real, the real life and the real world, and I appreciate that, and I'm so proud of everything you've done with your career, and all the, all the trials and tribulations you've been with as a human, and where you're at now, it's, it's fucking amazing that we're both talking, and we're both still playing music, and we're, we're fucking dads, it's... It's pretty awesome. Uh, yeah, man. Thank you, bud. I really appreciate that. And, you know, sitting back at you, man, I, I think, honestly, we were all learning from each other. You know, we yeah. just, like, tribed up. We got together, and we were all just learning and growing together from each other's experiences, really, you know, yeah. now that I look back on it all. But, but no, I appreciate that. And, you know, you know, I love you. You know your family. For life, yes. You know that. You know yes. what's up. I appreciate <laughs> I appreciate having you on my podcast. I think people are gonna be psyched about this. Yeah, man. Um, Thank you, man. You I got plenty to work time. with. How long have we been talking now? Five hours. Is it's the longest podcast. It's a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a good length. The hour. It's hour and thirty minutes. Rusty. <laughs> Rusty's was two hours and forty five minutes. This is crazy. <laughs> yeah, because it was like you know, right, cause it, you I, 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 Thank you for having me, man. It's, it was it's it's uh, it was a pleasure. pleasure. Yeah, dude. We've been through pleasure so much. To, we've been through so much together, and so many great memories in my life and you know you've been a big part of my son's life it's really crazy because obviously my son i was going to tell you this over the phone but my son's seen madball a bunch of times growing up my son's seen a lot of bands but all of a sudden now like he's in the band he listens to metal he listens to all this different stuff and now he's like totally listening to madball without even he's buying madball on itunes i go in i go in the kitchen the other day and he's listening to Pride while he's doing his homework. I go, dude, what are you doing? He goes, oh, I'm listening to Madball. I bought their records. So now he's like doing it on That's his awesome. own. Like he's seen you a bunch of times. You're like, his uncle, he loves you. But back then he's like, yeah, it's just whatever. It's just, I'm at some show. But now he's like really into uh, the music. So like he's listening to Madball now like on his own. It's pretty fucking awesome. That warms my heart, man. You know, I mean, obviously I know him since he was born. And, <laughs> know. you know, we had him on the road. We had him on the road in yeah. Japan and like, to see him like he's like a big you know he's like a you know young man now 16. it's like crazy it's yeah like, he was a baby you know he was a, he was like it was it, it's awesome to see um to watch him grow up even if it's been from a distance but yeah, like totally. to watch him grow up and like that he's like that he's like supporting all that that's beautiful man he's he's a good boy man i i, I love max you know that Thank whenever you, i see him he's always hey uncle freddie i big know he loves you dude he's, he's a very very kind hearted and spirited boy i like i love him a lot thank you, know? you bro but it was i wanted to tell you that because it's cool he's just like almost like he found it on his own on his own way you know it's pretty awesome. Yeah, no, no, he's 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 awesome, man. He's he's talented, man. He's got all kinds of talents, man. Yeah, he's, he's going to do good. He's going to keep an eye on him with the ladies. Yeah, um. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, man. Well, that's 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 yeah. a whole different chapter. That's no matter what, always. Anyway, <laughs> yeah. 
these but, different chapters. No, he's, he's going to do good. He's going to do good. He's going to do good. All right, brother. I love you so much, Freddie. Thank you for everything, and I appreciate your time. All right, bud. I'll speak to you soon. Thank you, bud. Love you, buddy. Love you too. Bye. 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 Bye.